0: 256 17, And now, another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's Once Upon a Time After Show.
1: Hello, hello, Oncers. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another after show for Once Upon a Time. This is In the Name of the Brother. Another great episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, as I'm, always.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Kathy Kelly, and sitting across from me is Hi everyone, I'm
3: Marissa Serafini. Good evening, I'm Kawhi okay? Take. And I am Tiana Hobson.
1: And we also have a very special guest joining us for this after show. It is
4: Chad Michael Collins. Hello.
1: <laughs> Hello. Hey. Chad. So you also you played Gerhard Frankenstein in this episode.
4: I did. I was uh, the younger brother. In question. Yes.
1: Yes. And you, you made a lot of scenes.
4: <laughs> yes, we had a lot of scenes. As always, there's scenes that are cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was really fun. It was mm-hmm. really, really, really fun. And I thought the black and white it was really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Very eerie.
1: One of the things that I was wondering is if you had seen the episode before tonight, but this was actually your first time.
4: No. It's, um, you know, there's, there's an ABC gag order that kind of comes down. You're not really allowed to talk or say or see anything right up until the episode, so I was seeing it for the first time along with everybody else.
1: That's crazy. But you're allowed to talk about it now, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's our own concern. Uh, So jumping right into the episode, we're actually going to start with uh, Dr. Whale's backstory. We got a lot more of it tonight. We've kind of seen a little bit in previous episodes, um, but the backstory behind uh, Dr. Victor Frankenstein... um, We saw now that he has a brother, and uh, he has a dad who doesn't really like him very much. (laughs) And um, it seems like the dad really likes the brother um, a lot more.
2: Yeah, he definitely had a favorite child, which my mom always says that you're not supposed to have a favorite child, even though I know I'm her favorite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it caused a lot of tension in this episode. Yeah, it did, and
5: I I like to see the the dynamics of the two brothers, how how different they were, and how, well, why, you know, Gerhardt came into play. Mm
4: -hmm. And I think it's, um, um, he's kind of the black sheep, because he... He decided to be a doctor, not a soldier. And Dad dad is a soldier, and I followed in the same footsteps, as you could tell by my rocking Liberace. And <laughs> nice.
1: I, I like uh, those the costumes. Charming. costumes. Yeah, that's great awesome. wardrobe.
4: So yeah, wardrobe was fun. It was two days of squeezing into tights and adjustments and tweaks and sashes and all sorts of fun <laughs> stuff. So it was fun to play dress up. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, as far as the storyline goes, I think that um, a doctor who... Is playing with corpses, you know, <laughs> is kind of frowned upon in the in the Frankenstein family.
1: Yeah, especially in that day and age. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, they film in Vancouver. You said you were there for eight days.
4: Yeah, I was there for just about every day that they that they were working on this yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm.
1: And which of the cast members did you get to interact with? Just. Um,
4: uh, yeah, mostly mostly with David Anders, yeah. uh, who played Big Bro, and um, uh, our dad, who's uh, uh, Gregory Itzen, who's a fantastic actor, Emmy yeah. nominated for Twenty Four. So that was a lot of fun. Those are most of the, the guys that I was working with every day. It was you know the flashback storyline, So. Um, I did get to meet quite a few of the, the, the other cast members and they're all just such sweet people and the crew and it just it was an amazing time.
1: Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> we always see pictures being tweeted from like Jennifer Goodwin and all of them and it seems yep. like a blast up there.
4: Yeah, they're they're all friends and they're they're family. It's basically what happens when you work on something like that for so long and they're all very tight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: right. What what kind of backstory did they give you, if any?
4: Um, not a whole heck of a lot, you know, that was basically it, just knowing that, um, you know, dad was career military and I followed in the footsteps and it's kind of revealed that I'm a bit of a up and coming war hero. I have a silver cross and you know, I kind of embarrassed about all the intention dad throws at me and, and, whatever else. And, um, that, that, that's basically all the backstory that we had to, to work with. You know, obviously mm-hmm. this is about Victor and, you know, his creations and his, his little lab and stuff. So
1: yeah um, that was kind of a cool twist to see that the monster was his brother.
4: yeah and uh, I'm not sure if that's how it's originally I, I was reading a lot of stuff online and, and I think going back into like Mary Shelley's original work, I think it was he did try to bring back like a family member or, or something it wasn't it, it was something close to him mm-hmm. that he was trying so feverishly to to make reanimation work. so yeah
1: I don't know. Have any of you guys read the Frankenstein books?
5: I have not, but um, the fact that he, it was Frankenstein's brother actually adds a lot of personal mm-hmm. sentiment to it and makes it more understandable why Frankenstein would be more um, uh, capable of just like following Frank, um, Dr. Will, and his commands and like always like ob- obeying. He's him. the master. Yes, <laughs> the creator.
3: Um, so I read the book. Yeah. a long time ago. Basically, he wants to revive someone he's he just he's just basically practicing, putting pieces together. Yeah. Towards the end he loses someone he loves and then he tries to revive her.
1: Yes. That's who mm. it
3: was.
2: Mhm. Yeah, there was but a girl in there
1: somewhere. They never had the, the brother as part of the story. I, don't rem- I don't the, think so. Yeah, I think the
2: brother just died. Like, he yeah, died young. Or and something. that's why he wants to, like, yeah. experience. Yeah. I'm experiment,
3: not
1: experience. I remember that there was one version of the book that actually has every single SAT word in it. And I my <laughs> mom made me read it when I was in, like, <laughs> you know, junior high. But that's wow. just a fun fact. Um, so, also, I wanted to know, did they give you the entire script or just your scenes? Yeah, I
4: had the whole script. Um, For that the, episode? These scripts always change, even the day of shooting and, and everything—they're always kind of evolving and being tweaked and and everything else. But our storyline kind of stayed the same. You know, it was so central to his backstory that they they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't messing with it like they normally do with the other characters.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another twist to the Frankenstein story is that skin shows up, yeah, <laughs> just okay. very randomly in color. in color. Yeah, and he offers Victor tons of gold in exchange for his knowledge about bringing people back to life. What do you think he potentially wants this for?
2: Wasn't this part of this storyline in an earlier episode? I think so, yeah. So I, don't, I can't remember who they were trying, like, what they needed the heart and all that stuff for, but I don't know. I th- is he trying, was he thinking of maybe Mila at that time to bring her back to life? Or I don't think I don't he liked he Mila would, at that yeah, point. I don't, I don't know who he would want to bring back, mm-hmm. because... I mean, Bay's not dead, he's yeah, just somewhere else, well, maybe it
3: was his way to get Regina to you know feel more and more tainted because you know he used her via Frankenstein to get the heart and not yeah. resuscitate Daniel, so
1: it was interesting for her to refer to Regina as a young woman too, so we know that this was several several years before mm-hmm. the curse, mm-hmm. and um we don't even know if she you know. This is maybe potentially right after or before she, um, or I guess right after she married the king, because that's when she started getting powers and learning from still skin. And I don't know. It was just, it's cool to see them all, all the stories connect. I, I love that about Once Upon a Time is when you go
3: back and you're like, oh, that's it's a good thing I watched episode or whatever. Yeah. Of course, we all watch all of the episodes, <laughs> but... And I liked how it was like black and white color for Rumple, which I kind of think maybe it's because it's magic versus science. So anything sci-fi is black and white. Mm
1: -hmm. And we learned that this was a different uh, world. Yeah,
5: right. And I was just gonna say because Rumple's red wardrobe, it just shows that red and power. He's powerful, and like everywhere he he goes. goes. Different worlds. I love football. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then, also, one of the questions that we had from the last time that we saw Frankenstein's backstory was um, who was his sidekick? And of course, Marissa called it it's Igor. <laughs> <laughs> Although yes. he's not as like humped over as we no, thought not he'd yet. be. So, not yet. So. I think that's another.
2: We'll have Story to go further will. into the backstory to find out <laughs> we'll how well Igor again. got like, yeah, yeah, all right. crippled over.
1: <laughs> so um, there's a scene where Gerhardt uh, goes to a graveyard to try to stop Victor from digging up a person. Right. And um, Gerhardt gets shot in that scene. Mm-hmm. What was that like?
4: Uh, well, that was, a, that was a night shoot, so it was a little cold and it was pouring rain. And it did an amazing, we shot up in a forest uh, going up into the mountains of Vancouver, so it was, it was beautiful, all backlit smoke pushing through. It was really, really beautiful and, and majestic, but we were soaked. We were absolutely <laughs> soaked. I had a big purple cloak on that saved my life because I was just head to toe soaking wet, just drying me off in between each take and, and, and everything. But That was really uh, a, a, a cool scene. Um, you know, he's, he's trying to find healthy, strong bodies to to keep experimenting on to try to bring back. Mm-hmm. And um, up to that point, I think it's revealed that I didn't know that's exactly what he's trying to do, that he's, that he's messing mm-hmm. with corpses. I'm thinking he's doing Petri dish stuff, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of shocked by it. And I, I have always been the guy who supported... Big bro and his endeavors and, and and everything else, even when Dad was kind of scoffing at it, and um, to see that he's actually defiling corpses to do this, like a bit of a necromancer, then that, that's kind of like, wow, I, it's it's a shock for my character, and I, I do try to stop him and end up taking a bullet.
1: Yeah, for and
4: my we <laughs> see
1: this. Uh, the next scene is actually. Uh, he's trying to revive you, you're underwater, and you said that that was actually, you were underwater yes, for that, they not special a, effects. Yeah,
4: they created a little <laughs> bubbling tank, and um, I had to get my, my little modesty shorts on and, and <laughs> yeah. get basically naked and, and lay down in the uh, in the tank, and I took a lot of water up the nose. But yeah. you know, we take it for the team, that's what us actors do. The Stripping glamorous
1: around. life yes. of acting. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Rumple ends up telling... Uh, victor to find regina in this scene and um he has a heart or she's the one with hearts that could potentially help him bring gerhart back to life gerhart seems kind of i don't know sounds a little german very german yes german but i was thinking actually like gerhart like heart yeah you would Uh, think that they would i don't know just subliminally because he needs a heart but
4: you could guess that it's planned (laughs)
1: Oh,
2: yeah, everything's
1: planned. Every little miniature detail in this series, series, I guess, seems to be planned. Um, And that's when he says the infamous line, it's not magic, it's science. Um, And ends up turning Gerhardt into a monster who hates fire, kills his dad, Mm. protects Victor, Mm -hmm. listens to Master. Mm Mm-hmm everything that frankenstein's he also plays
4: piano and likes walks on the beach
3: (laughs) i think there's a lot of accuracies with with the book because uh the monster is also scared of fire and then he's also submerged in water and that's in combo with electricity is that's how he gets resuscitated so i like how the accuracy was kind of on point Mm -hmm.
4: it was cool it was a really really cool modern spin that they took you know didn't they didn't ham it up, so I was really happy because their vision was to keep it as real as possible and mm-hmm. not have me yeah, just yeah. kind of a mumbling, mindless moron. You know, he has flashes where he remembers himself, but he also is kind of out of his mind. You know, and it's, I, I think it, in the script anyway, I don't know if it was revealed in the show. I don't, I don't remember catching that, but it was revealed that I, I had basically been in the formaldehyde for like a year or maybe even oh, two. Oh. You know, mm-hmm. he was just trying and trying and trying and it wasn't succeeding, so I'd been dead for a while. Wow. So, yeah. I can imagine that I'd be scared of loud noises and fire. <laughs> right. okay. skin itching, stitches and whatever.
5: Yeah, yeah I, I like this take on this type of Frankenstein because you can see him talking and kind of walking around. He has some mm-hmm. humanity left in him. He knows that he's him. a monster because
1: yeah. after he ends up killing his dad, he's like shocked at what he did. Right. Yeah,
2: he still has those human qualities that... Yeah. You know the emotions there, so I like seeing the monster being vulnerable mm-hmm. at the same time
1: But it, it
5: gives you the hope that you know he can be saved,
1: yeah, yeah, and then um we end with a scene where uh you know the monster actually wants to get shot, he wants to get put down
4: yeah i think there's a there's a part where uh, there comes a time where he he realizes he is a monster and now he's feeling guilted and uh, he was kind of goaded into killing his father, you know, I think mm. um Dr. Will had had enough at that point yeah. of his dad's bullying and, and being told he wasn't good enough, and so he kind of lets me step in and um, you know pound him out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you, you can tell that there's and that's the way the director wanted to play it is that you know he he there is a bit of humanity still in him. There's still something fighting to get out, and even though he's got fits of rages and fear of fire and noises and whatever else, he still can be aware incognizant to a certain extent and um you know realizing that I just killed dad I just kind of run off and and we get to the scene where I'm kind of locked in a in a cell and Mm -hmm. um I think Dr. Whale is at Victor Frankenstein he's as much at a loss for what to do as as me what what am I at that point so
1: I feel like in other Frankenstein renditions we've seen, um, when the monster is about to get killed, he retaliates. It's not like a remorseful and apologetic yeah, it's, monster. Yeah. It's like
3: a dog not knowing what to do, so it's like instinctive, and he always like regrets harming things. You know. I, I have you guys ever seen the Robert De Niro version of Frankenstein? No. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, so. Yeah,
4: Yeah, a lot of the stitch work that yeah, was done was okay. kind of similar. It was really neat.
3: Did you watch that for um, to like kind of like get into your character? I
4: didn't um, just because I think it was just so different with the mm. throwback, like mm-hmm. fictional Europe and the castles and all that sort of stuff. So I think they tried to play it probably a little bit closer to the book, um, yeah. we're taking liberties, obviously. But I have seen the movie, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm no De Niro. That was a scary Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How long was makeup for your yeah. scenes, especially the last one? It seemed like...
4: <laughs> um, I was in the makeup chair for... I had a team of about anywhere between three and four people um, airbrushing me and putting all the stitching latex stuff on it. And um, it was about four hours.
2: Wow. wow. Yeah, because
4: I, I... And it didn't, it didn't really show uh, in the episode. We did a couple of other scenes that didn't make the final cut of the show. But um, when I'm resurrected, I come off the table, and Victor kind of embraces me. But I'm, I'm basically shirtless, and you see, like, all the stitches and, and and everything else and so they, they were doing that every day because yeah. they didn't know what the, they were going to play or not so they had to do it and it took about an hour hour and a half to get it all off Jeez, so sad. yeah it was up early we saw a <laughs> close up i think
1: in one of the scenes of like your face and it yep. was just like there were so many intricate details in that makeup Yeah, that... they had
4: an amazing special effects uh house come in and and, and create these l- basically latex strips and they would just kind of water them down almost like fake tattoo transfers mm-hmm. but it would have the stitches and everything kind of built right into the latex and the raised skin and everything else so i mean i had them all up and down my arms around my fingers all the way up into my neck from my belly all the way up to my temple
2: basically <laughs> so
4: yeah, yeah. yeah a lot of it you didn't get to see because of the high collared you know pretty charming jacket i was wearing <laughs> but it was it was quite a production every day
1: how long did it take to get off or did it like remain on for a week
4: well a lot some of the stuff didn't um you know by the end of the shoot i was i was rubbed pretty raw like they had they shaved like all my arm hair and everything (laughs) off and just like just scrubbing it off every single day so it was kind of like a red little lobster baby by the time the (laughs) shoot ended but yeah it was about an hour hour and a half they actually brought in an extra person to help with the process towards the end it sped it up a little bit but it was still quite a commitment to, to, to have all that stuff put on and taken off over and over.
1: That's intense. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got all of, or a lot of Frankenstein's backstory, um, or a lot more of it, and he comes to play a little bit later in the episode, um, but getting into Cora and Rumple and how they both want to save or find their kids and help them out... Uh, Before we get into that, let's just mention iTunes really quickly. If you're not watching us on AfterBuzzTV.com live or watching us on YouTube, you can actually subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, All you have to do is go to iTunes, type in... After Buzz TV, find the Once Upon a Time podcast. We actually have about 60 podcasts uh, this season. So if you're a fan of pretty much anything on TV, we have (laughs) um, an after show for it. And uh, we always, you know, try to break down episodes, uh, give you great interviews like these. And, um, you know, just we're fans of the shows too. So it's it's fun to listen to. Yeah. Um, And then also just a, a quick. Shout out to Ron P 1979 who actually gave us a um, a review on iTunes. We're always looking for you know people to tell us how we're doing, whether it's good or bad. Uh, please rate us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so thank you for for doing that. Excellent, yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so, Cora and Rumple, we see a little bit more backstory of theirs gets really intense. Um, C- Cora proposes to Rumple that he um, reunite with her and she will help him find Bay which was completely out of nowhere
5: right It makes yeah. me think like sh- I don't know if she has Bay but she knows like l- the location of Bay mm-hmm so. Hmm. I had a hard time
2: trusting her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, me too. Because I was like, I don't know if she's really trying to call a truce right now or if this is just a plan. And it could go either way right now. Maybe she's setting him up because she knows that Bell's injured right now and, you know, he's vulnerable and willing to believe almost anything.
3: I, I think they opened a whole can of worms right. when they truced by kissing. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Did not see that one coming.
1: Yeah. And she also said uh, in a quote, I only know what you taught me master, which was kind of for me, it was a throwback to the Frankenstein stuff where um, the monster says, like, you know, Dr. Frankenstein is the master. Mm-hmm. And it was just I don't know if they had planned that or I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if they have
3: sexual history or,
2: or <laughs> like that. that's what I'm focusing on. Yeah. <laughs> well, clearly something was going on and I don't remember which one of you guys said it was- but they were like, wait, is that Regina's dad?
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I think said I that. said that. Because <laughs> like, we still, we don't know if, you know, that's yeah. her true dad, Henry mm. was her true dad, or if it's someone else. People have been speculating that it's someone else, that it's either, um, I mean, no one's really said it's Rumpel, but people have said that it might be King George.
3: Well, it'd be a shock yeah. if it was Rumpel.
1: If, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the Miller's daughter story, she um, ends up, like, Yeah. With, or she... She... Has the
3: kid with a king, right? I, yeah, I mean, if the Miller—if it is the Miller's daughter story, it would actually make sense. sense it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if you think about
5: it, I, it's really not that surprising that m- why Cora and Rumple might have a romantic relationship because you always hear stories of like the mentor falling in love with the student or yeah. uh, you know, so see, if, just r- sharing that type of relationship. If
3: Rumple was the, the father of Regina, then he wouldn't be such a a hole. Her, I, right?
1: I, I think that if he is the father, he doesn't know yet. Okay. Because he is, mm-hmm. you know, that they've been fighting forever. He would yeah. not do that to his own kin. He, I mean, all he's been doing is trying to find Bay. He wouldn't, you know, be doing that if that was his daughter. Well, I hope not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call Mori. We need a paternity. I know. Yes. <laughs> maybe, maybe he
1: resents her because he was in love with Cora and Cora had a kid with someone else.
2: That's uh, a possibility, yes. Because we, do, we <laughs> do still need to know why Rumple was so focused for going after Regina and getting Cora out of the picture so that he could do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They haven't really explained that fully, so maybe this has something to do with it.
3: We yeah. shall see. Yeah, and I like that globe, that invisible yeah. globe. It was cool looking. <laughs> it was. I... So basically...
2: When it first came out, though, I was like, did she really just give him a glow? I
3: know, like, I yeah. thought that too, but I mean, now we're looking at it, man, she should have <laughs> she should have had it sooner.
1: Yeah. So, um, Cora is now on the quest to help Regina out, whether she likes it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, she finds Regina hiding in a tomb, and Cora disguises herself as Henry.
3: That was kind of... Sadly expected.
1: Yeah. I, I thought that it was Henry at first. I genuinely thought that yeah, Henry I was did. going back to find her because he knows that she's not a bad person anymore.
5: And Henry is the only one that really knows the location in this cemetery ma- mausoleum there. Yeah, That's
1: true.
2: Because he mm. found it before, so I was like, yeah. okay, like, he, yeah, he that makes it. sense where she would be hiding. And she was so happy and, you know, crying. And I was like, yes, Regina, I'm feeling for you. Like, you are Regina. changing. Right. And then... Smokey comes up and it's Cora, and I was like, oh. I mean, again, it would be.
3: (laughs) I know you were saying that you didn't really trust Cora with the Rumple and Cora Mm -hmm. dialogue, but how about did you think she was sincere when she was talking to Regina about how much she. No.
1: Right? I I still, even though she said all of those things, like, I should have never made you marry the king, like, all of those things, she still, towards the end of the episode, like, I feel like she betrayed Regina's trust again. Yeah. She's manipulated
3: her at her worst. Yeah. So, oh, this woman. <laughs> what do you think of Cora? <laughs> yeah, what do you think of Cora?
4: I, I have to be honest. I've seen episodes here and there. Um, and one of you had said during the broadcast how confusing it is that it's it's like lost. Yeah. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I was lost. <laughs> <laughs> the moments well, there, but yeah.
1: You, lo- you used to watch that show, right?
4: What's that? I'm sorry. Lost. I watched every episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it's the same creators.
4: Right, so it's to be expected. (laughs) I'm sure you guys do this every week, and you've got way more questions than you ever come up with answers. I think we have a running list of questions (laughs) that
1: still haven't been answered, and some of them, like with Lost, you never know why there's a polar bear on the island. It just (laughs) never gets explained. Smoke
4: monsters.
1: (laughs) Some of these questions we will probably never hear the answers to. There's actually a smoke monster in Once Upon a Time. No. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> one episode. I don't think it was the same same thing, but kind of similar. So, um, Cora tries to help Regina um, because Regina just wants her son back, and um, Reg- or Cora says, "I just want my daughter back." I just don't
3: understand why no one has told Regina that they know that she's not killer yet. I mean granted they've been really busy. Because it's been it hasn't
1: even been 24 hours I'm sure since they found out. It's, it's, it's very still the quick, very next yeah. day
2: because the accident happened yeah. that night. Mm-hmm. They're, then, they're at the hospital. Yeah, and no one's been able to find her. Yeah. I mean, they've had is someone Ruby looking trying to.
3: It's a huge problem. Well, Ruby was know? trying
2: to track her. Yeah. But she was ended like, up
1: tracking Dr. Yeah. doctor. They're they kind Raph of a cute couple. couple. When well, yeah. I was looking at them, like, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> two beasts or it's monsters, like, you know? Yeah. Monster yeah. to monster. Monster you guys Did you guys notice that Cora said to Regina, let me into your heart?
3: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Okay. Which I, I thought that too. I don't know. Just interesting because she's the queen of. I hearts. was like, "What a tricky little witch." <laughs> <laughs> um, so we also had, uh, as we mentioned, Rumple has this globe that Korra gave him um, and uses some magic uh, to find Bay. In Manhattan I know We think it's, it was Manhattan, right? Yeah, I think
2: I think it was And there's an episode Coming up titled Manhattan that yeah. we Talked about last time too So that would make sense And the first episode Of the season Started with The mystery guy In Manhattan mm-hmm. Walking around the city So mm. yeah. all roads mm-hmm. Are leading to Manhattan Right Rumpel now Rumpel
4: in the big city
1: It <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh wow, that'd
1: be um, crazy! Yeah. yeah. So we also see um, Henry, and he's kind of researching Frankenstein and um, the backstory, and says that it's not in his storybook, which was I thought that every yeah every story in Storybrook was in his storybook. You see, I I, I kind of like that they mentioned that it wasn't in this mm-hmm. book because I was surprised that
3: because Frankenstein doesn't have like the theme of yeah. fairy tale. Yeah. So I kind <clears> of <throat> like that they. Made that clear for the viewers, mm-hmm.
1: but is it is it in a different book? Is it like yeah, one true. book per world, or because we see that he he still knows about Hook, which was in the Enchanted Forest in Fairy Tale Land, um, but he was also in Neverland. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he does have some stories that are from different worlds. But. Well, yeah, my question was
2: where where was Henry? Why didn't he know who Doctor Will's character was? before, because he was around when Daniel was resurrected, and that's when we found out who Dr. Whale was. Emma and Snow were away, so they didn't know, but Henry was still there, so I I just missed the point where I didn't realize that Henry didn't know that Dr. Whale was Dr. Frankenstein. No one else picked up on that? I don't mm-hmm. know.
3: That's a really good point. Yeah. He was busy missing his back, mom. <laughs> yeah. Back episode watch. Maybe it was yeah. a time when he was starting to have dreams
2: maybe yeah I don't know I was just l- when he said wait that's who Dr. Whale is no
5: but like we saw Henry um, during that episode when you know Daniel. Daniel came back he saw Daniel he didn't see Whale Uh
3: oh. yeah oh yeah at,
5: at the stables yeah. he only mm. saw Daniel and Regina no Whale that's Will. true so I can see where he didn't make
2: that connection yeah Okay, I just was thinking about that. Why Dr. Whale? I
3: mean, there was there's no allusion allu- to because a Frankenstein. Because Whale
2: was the name of the director of the Frankenstein Oh, that's movie. right. There you go.
3: <laughs> Love it. Jing-jing. Yes. Yeah. One TV. Chad did that.
4: <laughs> yeah, they had, uh, interestingly enough, when I was, I had to go and, and spend some time with the, the uh, makeup effects guys, and I went to their... To their little studio that they had set up, and they had all this classic throwback, you know, horror, monster, you know, stuff that That's everybody so grew cool. up with and, and used as inspiration. And, and they had a Frankenstein, Bela Lugosi and whatever else, and it was, like, yeah. directed by, uh, I can't remember his first name, but his last name was Whale. And he was the original yeah. director of the old black and white Frankenstein film. So, you know, TV is a writer's medium, so all <laughs> yeah. these things are absolutely yeah. planned.
5: <laughs> Wasn't Bela Lugosi Dracula, though? I think he yeah. played
4: like every no, I'm sorry, uh-huh. Boris Boris Karloff. Yeah, I think it was, okay. it yeah, was, yeah,
3: Boris Karloff. Yeah, yeah. I
4: think those two played every
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> So <laughs> actually, um one of our Twitter followers, uh, Adrian at Watchtower, he asked about if do you guys think that because there's Frankenstein and sci fi that either the Wolfman or Dracula might come into Once Upon a Time?
5: Yeah, oh, definitely. Or the Invisible Man. Yeah, that would be fun.
2: Yeah, would cool? Yeah, especially since Henry's questioning now, like, who else can get into, yes. like, who else is here with us yeah. if the curse brought other people. So mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean,
1: we still don't know who the outsider is, if he's anyone. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, the last thing in uh, this whole Rumple cora thing is Rumple cashes in his favor to Emma mm-hmm. and says that they're leaving the next morning to go find well, he doesn't tell her to go find Bay, but he says that, you know, we're gonna go out there. And um I mean he seems like he's on a quest. He says that if anyone hurts Belle while he's gone, he will kill them. All That was scary. <laughs>
2: I was Definitely. like, this guy yeah. means business right now. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, I'd have a full time security, <laughs> like outside Bell's room the whole time, like make sure Hook gets nowhere near her. But That's
3: yeah. like, who would hurt Bell at Hook. this point? Well, potentially, I, th- isn't that what a key d- I don't think. Yeah, I think Hook he's done to, with her. Yeah, he, he doesn't want to hurt her. He
1: wants to hurt. You Michael. never know Cora's yeah. plans. Honestly, you don't know anyone. I feel like could switch at a moment's notice.
5: Yeah, but I don't think that was an empty threat from Rumble no, either. No, absolutely not. And the fact that Henry was still in the room when he said that, like, I'll kill you all, like, that's serious. He, he's down them all, too.
1: When he's also Ooh. threatening the life of a child, you know it's serious. Earmuffs,
4: Henry. Earmuffs, Henry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, Henry almost died last season. Or we thought he was yeah, dead almost. for a hot minute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was a just hot sleeping. <laughs> yeah, do not worry. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out more about their quest. In the Manhattan episode, that's going to be really yeah, exciting. Hopefully, yeah. or, or some other ep- next episode, yeah, we'll next get a little bit maybe. of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's jump right into our third topic for the night: the aftermath of the whole car crash.
2: Hmm.
1: <laughs> um, so Bell doesn't know who she is. The outsider is hurt in his car. Hook has broken ribs, and um, they end up taking everyone to the hospital.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was definitely it was kind of, I don't know, not funny, but that whole just chaos that was happening yeah. at the line there where, you know, you have Rumple trying to talk to Belle and she's like, who are you? Stop saying that. You're weird. Get away from me. <laughs> you have Snow and Davey coming up like, hey, we're helping, but like not really helping any situation right now oh, we don't care about the stranger. Like, let's let him die. And it was just like so much was happening. And I feel like in a small town like that, it is like the whole city who's out there and people who aren't really the sheriff are they involved in the police activity even though they have no right to be. <laughs> trying to question everyone. Yeah, trying to question everyone and, like, keep people away. And, yeah, it was just... It, that whole thing just amused me.
1: Yeah. Um, so once they get to the hospital, Rumple kisses Sleeping Belle, and she screams. And this made me wonder, do you guys think that he's her true love? I mean, we've we've been led to believe that Uh, you know, Rumpo and Belle are each other's true love, but isn't that supposed to break any curse? See, that's what I
3: would like to think, that they they are true love, you know, but, like, it's like a magic beyond Mm -hmm. his realm because it's reality, kind of. Like, she stepped through to the real world.
1: Isn't it ironic, though, that he's the one that created this curse? Mm -hmm. Even though he didn't implement it, he created it, and now it's kind of coming back to bite him in the butt. Is mm-hmm. bad about all magic comes with a price, even if you're not the one that did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sure. And I'm going
2: to say that I totally was saying a couple weeks ago how I wanted to see when True Love's Kiss didn't work, and I kind of got that tonight. And yeah, that was very, I was very—I don't know—I was a mute. I was happy, but at the same time, I was sad because you know I do want Belle to remember things, mm-hmm. but do. it is kind of—I mean—I think that him kissing her would have been too too easy of an out. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. it, it would have been just too sure. simple if, you know, he kissed her. And Something we'd expect. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think that him kissing her was just kind of like his act of desperation. Like, you know, everyone tells me that this breaks everything. Like, maybe it'll give me what I want, but...
3: I mean, is it, is it, am I the only one that feels bad for Rumple? I'm oh,
1: like, oh, if- Belle. I kind of feel Belle, bad for him, but then he does something evil again. And I'm like, know, I hate you. But it's like, yeah. I, I, I kind of like want Belle to like get better and remember
3: for Rumple because she's like his chance of salvation. And he's such a important character. Like, depending whether he's good or bad, he can pretty much, you know, define a lot of what, yeah, exactly what storybook's going to yeah. become.
1: This is. Yeah. I feel oh,
5: oh like ahead. I was just gonna say I don't think the kiss would have jogged Belle's memory, but I thought that the cup, the chip, yeah, cup something. was going to do something. But the fact that it actually shattered well, that's hmm. like a whole reflection of their relationship. That the cup, you know, is the most significant thing to mm-hmm. their relationship, and that's literally broken.
1: That was one of his most treasured items.
5: It? Yeah, and which makes me think maybe the whole relationship between Belle and. Rumpel is completely
3: broken, too. Maybe they need Aww. the rose or something. I don't know. Oh. Mm. oh,
1: yeah, the rose. Get that back. Or maybe she'll remember when they, if they go back to Enchanted Forest. Yeah,
3: maybe. If they maybe. find a way.
1: It was, it was interesting to see um, how he really was the puppet. I mean, we've, we've known this for a while, but he really was the puppet master, especially when Cora said, you know, I don't know a way to fix this because you're the one that taught me everything. And then they make (laughs) up. You taught me everything.
2: Let's kiss. Yes. (laughs)
1: Um, So this also begs the question, um, can anyone drive in, or is it just this one guy? Um, And they they also kind of have this debate whether to save him or not. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was the right decision to save him? Yes. (laughs) uh, Okay. I don't think that
5: any one of them had the decision over someone's life. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think they had that right to say, no, like, we should let this guy die, or no, we should save him. Yes, they should save him. They're good. They're the good characters. I I agree with you. And the fact that they would let someone die, no. See, Mm -hmm.
3: I agree with you, but it's going to suck because now it's going to backfire and there's going to be more drama. It just, all like David mentioned, that he's like, can we just have some
2: peace or something along those lines? And
3: that's just not going to happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's been the longest week ever in story. Like, (laughs) Like, I swear, it's probably only. Been like a week, you yeah. know, that's actually passed by since Emma and Snow have been home. But it just so much has happened. Yeah, you know, they haven't had a chance to just sit down and be a family, and that's all they really want. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like so that's all they want. <laughs> so yeah, they want they want to let him die so that they can have a little peace. But I mean, you know, Snow's not going to let someone innocent not. go down like that.
1: And so. he has someone back home, the mysterious purr. her. That's an odd. If my man
3: put her for my <laughs> name. Is
1: that his mistress? Is yeah. that his wife? Uh, is is ooh, that his is mom? That it's almost
2: as bad as like, do not answer. <laughs> yes. you know, everyone has that person on their phone. It's like, do not answer. Probably someone oh, that he her. doesn't yeah. want Literally.
5: in his life. And uh, also another thing, his ringtone, with the Star Wars thing, <laughs> makes me wonder. He would be yeah. open to magic. That is a fantasy series. I thought that too. Series. Disney acquired yeah. yes. the Star Wars franchise. Yes. I totally so that. it makes me think he'd be open to magic. Like, mm-hmm. yes, he'd be taken back and shocked at first, but over...
3: Period of time, he would be open to it. Yeah, maybe he was like an ultimate nerd and like something yeah. brought him yeah, to Yeah, I kind Story of feel broke, like he was seeking, you know?
2: like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. he was like reading UFOs and like magic senses or yeah. something and like he was looking for this because right. he's like obsessed with magic yeah. and, you know, thinking that it's real and then he finds it. I and now the inner, now his nerdiness is like I found it like yeah. everyone's gonna believe me now I was right,
1: yeah. but yeah
2: that's what I think
1: I mm. I'm really interested to hear um Kitsis and Horowitz's podcast yeah. that comes out mm. this week because I want to know if there's any backstory behind the the Star Wars theme, but and her and her, and her. I don't think they'll give that away not yet no do we her. think. Do we think that her is someone in Storybrooke or it's somewhere, someone elsewhere?
3: I think it's elsewhere. Somewhere elsewhere. elsewhere but yeah. it,
1: they never said where her, where she is.
5: But I, her was wondering where he was, exactly. which makes me think like he had to leave somewhere. Although, like, maybe they say, say
1: her called and was like, hey, come meet me in Storybrooke. Here's the address. Put it in your GPS. And then he was going to meet <laughs> her.
4: All the way from Maine. Oh, yes. This is where he's from.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. where is Storybrook? Storybrook is in Maine, right? It's in Maine. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. They, I, I think they that. did
5: actually confirm tonight in Maine. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, that's very confusing. We were wondering area. where it was.
1: Yeah. Um, but uh, Whale runs off, leaves his pager with this guy, you know. He has a ton of blood in his lungs and is about to die. Um, so they all decide that he needs to be saved, and they have to track down Whale. Ruby ends up um, finding him, and... Um, wolf thing. What? Wolf thing. Wolf yes. thing. Love uh, when she's a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> she goes... She ran really fast. Oh, she that did. Was, that was like, awesome. Cool. That was like vampire levels. <laughs> yeah, that right was there. real that cool. That was really fast. I liked it. That, yeah. was, that
5: But we saw... Um, in the, her episode a few weeks ago that all the yeah. werewolves can run fast. Not to be er- confused with her. Yes.
1: <laughs> Ruby's episode. <laughs> Ruby. yes. Um, so Whale is about to uh, commit suicide, I think. He was about to jump in the water. Um, he threw the watch, which might have been the compass, um, or a reminder of the compass. I, I think it really was a talk.
2: reminder of the watch that his dad gave his oh, brother. Gotcha. That's, what, that's how I yeah. interpreted yeah. him looking at his watch. Yeah.
1: So, um, Red saves him, and he admits all of his past to her.
2: So That was a very tender moment, them. It was. They should hook yeah. up. Yeah, it's like, in season one, we saw in one of the early episodes where Whale is checking out Mm. Ruby, you know, in her short Hoochie Mama shorts and everything. (laughs) Uh, Remember when she dressed like a little horror player? Yeah. yeah. And so it was like when that happened, it was like, ew, gross. You know, dude, get away from her. But in this moment when, you know, they're both kind of like, well, you know, Ruby's like, hey, I'm a monster too. You know, it's like we both have these things about us that we can't change. And I thought that was very tender and I was like, oh, I kind of want them to date now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I thought it was kind of interesting when she said that she wanted a new start I thought, like, well, just because you ha- you're your Storybrooke and your memories are back doesn't give you a new start, you know?
1: I feel like they can forge a new path for themselves at this point. Sure. Like she- I wonder if you have more than one true love. Because, that. I mean, if you're going to date someone else, that just seems kind of weird. Like, oh, I already dated my true love and he died. I killed him. <laughs> so now I'm going to date you. Maybe that means that
3: the person that died wasn't her true love. But he was. Or maybe she just will never fall in love with someone else. I mean, maybe, I believe in one true love, right?
2: <laughs> I think she's scared to fall in love with anyone else because of the way that, you know, you sure? her boyfriend was taken away from her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that she ate him. Yeah, she was <laughs> like, taken? Yeah. Um, I think she's just scared of, you know, what might happen again if she goes down that road. Yeah.
1: Well, she ends up convincing him to go back to the hospital and fix the outsider, uh, Greg Greg. Keep on forgetting his name's Greg. Greg. Greg Mendel. <laughs> such, a, such a normal name. And um, Better than her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we see uh, after Greg wakes up, he's kind of talking to uh, Emma, and he says that he was texting while driving, looked down for a second, and didn't see anything. Because everyone was worried that he saw some sort of magic, uh, but he claims he didn't. We realize later that it's a lie. And uh, he wakes up, or you know, once Emma leaves, he says, he calls her and says, "You'll never believe what I saw." But but it makes
5: me wonder if he really called her. Exactly, that's because you never saw him like redialing her. You yeah. he just saw him pick up the phone and call somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just mm-hmm. said, "Honey." Yeah. And then went to it. I just because it was if her. it if it was <laughs> if her called him, I don't think he would call him honey. Yeah. Or uh, Call her. Maybe honey. another yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Maybe so
2: it's a it loving, makes me wonder, it w- it was loving nickname yeah. that they have for each other, him and her. I just
3: wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, a twist that, you know, yeah. the writers are creating for us with that.
2: This actually made me think of Emma, who talked to this guy and supposed to know when people are telling lies. She's been slipping in her game a little bit lately. True. So is that one of the consequences of her, like, magic that she has now? Because hmm. I know online people were saying, you know, magic comes with a price and... Every time Emma kind of uses her little inner magic thing, like she's ever since she used it, she's been slipping up her game and telling when people are lying to her.
5: Yeah. I think she's kind of at the point where, like, she just wants to believe anyone can be Mm -hmm. good now. Yeah. Because she's seen so many evil characters now, like, anyone knew they had the possibility of being
3: good. I kind of feel like her priorities have shifted. Especially
1: if you think about it, how, like, in your mind, how could someone lie about that? Like, if they woke up, and if I woke up from a coma or from, you know, being knocked out or whatever, and I saw magic right before I went out, I would be like, what just happened? (laughs) Not all calm and, you know, tell someone a lie. But maybe that's just me.
3: (laughs) <laughs> do you think this 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 stranger is excited that he saw magic or scared? Oh yeah, I
2: think he's excited. Right? excited. He, I think he so. was kind of like, You'll never believe what yeah. I like. He almost
1: seemed like he was searching for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's not scared, he's just like, I am so juiced that yeah. this is which, happening. Which he's made open me to believe magic. It made me think that he's actually a character from someone's past. I feel like somehow he's, connected. I feel like hmm. he's
2: a stalker of magic.
1: Yeah, and that he like, like
2: a... he's not actually connected. But he's that guy who's just like so obsessed with it yeah. that he that like he will find it. found it in this place, and so now he's like, "Yes, I found it." But mm-hmm.
4: now, Marissa, you said something interesting. You know the character's last name, Greg Mendel?
5: Yeah, Greg Mendel.
4: Okay, because this reminding me of biology class back. Yes, Chad. Oh, yeah. Greg nice. Mendel. You know, when he genetics. Was, yeah, he he was uh, he was like a botanist he, mm-hmm. to work oh. with plants. Who he also took pictures of his food. That was established <laughs> on his phone. True. So maybe he's got some science uh-huh. stuff going that's on or some true. sort of weird angle. True. Anyway, look it up because I don't... I, don't
1: I like not <laughs> That's a good awesome. prediction. You don't yeah, even good. watch the show and you're making <laughs> yeah. better predictions. Than I, just wanna, I just
4: want to make sure that your list of questions never gets answered. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw a few more dozen on there for you.
1: Well, thank you. <laughs> no, <that's
3: laughs> we really appreciate good. it. That yeah. was good.
1: Um, so unless we have anything else to talk about this episode, um, I mm-hmm. guess... Let's get into our special topic, which is you. Oh, my God.
2: Oh, yeah. it's all about you. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much for coming on the show, by oh, the way. It
4: was so a blast. I yeah. was happy to watch it with you.
1: Um, so do you have any other, like, crazy things that happened on set?
4: Um, or- you know, set was was so much fun. You were talking about the big, you know, the, the car crash, the big mashup. Um, when we shot this cemetery scene, that was a night shoot for me and David, um, but all during the day it was such a nasty day it was pouring rain and they had to shoot in the pouring rain it was cold we were up in higher elevations in the forest it's mm-hmm. it's the end of november and it's you know up in, in canada so it was cold and uh even the poor guy laying in the you know water uh, cook the guy who plays hook
2: he's freezing i've had yeah. to do
4: stuff like this before uh, and it is cold and you have to do it over and over in these takes uh. and you're soaking wet so um that that was uh that was such a icky night everything else was <laughs> everything else was on set in, in, in a sound stage so you know but that was that was uh, our brush with the wilderness that one day <laughs> so that was pretty fun but uh, you know other than that it was it was pretty smooth sailing you know they're they're they, they've just they've got a great show and they've got a great crew and a great cast and they just kind of knock it out and it's it's all really smooth and everybody's happy to be there creating like one of the best shows on television so yeah. Yeah. you know there wasn't um it was all smiles and and laughs and high fives and 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 hanging out. It was it was really a blast to do, and it's it's nice to step into shows like that. NCIS is another show that was just it's just such a well oiled machine, yeah. and it's just really fun. And the regular cast always makes you feel at home. The guest cast, so they were all very very sweet.
1: And you've been on a ton of other shows, from Nine Hundred Two and Zero to NCIS, like you said, CSI Miami and New York, and Enlightened.
4: Yeah, I still got to chase that. Yeah. regular CSI. <laughs> I
1: Were you different characters on both of those? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Who did you play on O? because I'm a fan of
3: that.
4: and 0, uh, a couple years ago, I played a a cage fighter Okay. A mixed martial arts uh, fighter who gets kind of um, he gets he gets blackmailed. You know, he's got an ex-training buddy who's an escaped convict now, and he takes my wife hostage and he basically makes me throw the fight. So we had to do all this uh, mixed martial arts choreography, and I got thrown around the ring by a former. UFC fighter oh, for a while, yeah. he was like, yeah. cool. thirty pounds bigger than me, and just trashing that's me. It was it was, it was it was really fun when I got yeah, to work with like David Caruso and everything before that show went off the air, and, and uh, it was a blast
3: to
1: yeah. do. It was cool. Fun. Yeah. And you have um, a ton of upcoming guest roles as well, too. Tell us about those.
4: Um, well, this is this is the last thing on TV that I have okay. for now, but um, I I'm, uh, I'm in a movie that's coming out uh, February 26. It's called Company of Heroes uh, from Sony. Uh, stars. Uh, I play the lead. It's a World War II movie based on a very, well, critically acclaimed popular video game back in the day, Company of Heroes. It was a Mm -hmm. World War II strategy game that they're relaunching as well, I think. Um, And uh, it co-stars Tom Sizemore and Vinnie Jones and Neil McDonough and a really great um, um, German actor named Jürgen Prochnow and my lovely female co-star, up-and-coming actress named Malia Kreiling. Who watched
1: with us today. Yes, she's here yeah. hanging yeah, she out with us. Here. Um
4: but it was it, it was uh it's it's coming out February twenty sixth, D V D Blu ray on demand, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um I just actually watched it and it's absolute blast. It's you got
1: to watch this yeah. one in I advance. I did I yeah. got to see this one
4: in advance. Um uh, they were pretty cool and let me see a screener of the, the final cut and um it's just it it's got flashes of saving private Ryan, Band of Brothers. It's just a little movie that feels so epic yeah. and big and yeah. explosions and dead nazis and
2: all <laughs> sorts oh, of i mean
4: it's just tons of action it just flies so an hour and a half's over before you you even know
2: that should be the tagline: explosions and dead nazis Yes, <laughs> <laughs> nothing else Who Americans get get both <laughs> of those.
1: Uh, so since it was based on a video game are you going to be the next laura croft
2: um <laughs> I,
4: I don't i don't have a body uh, <laughs> No, I uh they I think they are planning on, on doing a few of these. Mm, okay. Um so we'll see how this first one one does. Um but uh it's it's just a really it was really fun to do. We shot it in a month in Bulgaria, uh this past uh, end of February into March. Up in a Bulgarian mountain, very cold. I was like I was saying I can relate to the guys laying in cold yeah. water for take after take after take. We, we we spent the first eight days on a three foot snow covered mountain. So yeah, wow. without, uh, without any Gore-Tex or modern Thinsulate all right. at all. We had you know replica uniforms and waterproof boots that were not waterproof. <laughs> so,
1: Is that the I'm craziest gonna... location you've been on? or
4: You know, I've been to Bulgaria three times doing movies. Really? I did a really? movie called Lake Placid 2 there, and I did a, a sci-fi um, Saturday Night Horror movie called Rock Monster there. Uh, and this was my third time going there um this it's kind of like second home which is weird yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say you, like, you wouldn't know. pick bulgaria but yeah i know it so well and i know words and i know a lot of the same cast and crew so i have many friends over there and everything so it's it's fun
1: say something mm. in in the language
4: oh man i don't i, I, I would have words. to be there because I'll I'll, I'll I'll pick it up but i, yeah. I <sighs> I, I, I know the name of the currency, and I know a few other things, and that's, that's about it for yeah. the cab rides. As
1: yeah. long as you know how to say, where's the bathroom, then where's I think the you're bathroom? good in any country. <laughs> right. That's the bathroom. <laughs>
4: yeah. Luckily, luckily, you know, the nice thing about being an American actor is English is pretty much spoken all over the world. So even if they can't speak it well, they do their best, and it's a little bit easier on you. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, yeah. so um, any other upcoming projects or...
4: Um, that's the big one coming out that I'm really excited for. And um, I'm going to, some point this spring, probably, I did a movie for Sony called Sniper Reloaded, which um, Tom Berenger and Billy Zane were in the first movie called Sniper. Mm-hmm. And then they made uh, a couple more with Tom Berenger. Uh, Sony relaunched the franchise where I play Tom Berenger's son. Uh, kind of take over the Sniper mantle. So it was called Sniper Reloaded. It was released 2011. Um, and it was fun. It was me and Billy Zane running around the Congo. Taking out Billy's bad
5: guys. Awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. great.
4: So we're gonna do another one of those, and this spring, maybe late February, March, sometime like that. Billy's gonna direct this one, and you know, me and him are gonna go off, and we're gonna be in Columbia in the rainforest. Nice. Cool. So a, nice. shoot, you get to go yeah. that. All these anyway. fun places. Yeah.
2: It's
4: a real great perk. Yeah, of the job. you're not stuck yeah. in LA. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the you're like you're out there yeah. seeing
1: stuff. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you for did. That. You did a lot of action and drama movies. What do you think about comedy?
4: I honestly I love comedy I was fortunate enough to work on Two Broke Girls last year which was an absolute blast yeah. so funny that's a funny um, show yeah and uh, you know I've done some comedy stuff here and there some some indie stuff I, you know I love it you know I. I, I but the, you know there's obviously more dramas out there and mm-hmm. there's yeah. more action stuff and I'm always playing cops and soldiers and which is great yeah. because it's the only reason I ever signed up for acting <laughs> classes in the first place So,
1: um,
4: but comedy I, I, I love to do it mm-hmm. I would like to do more of it so that's definitely a, a big goal of mine.
1: What's your your dream role right now? Like if you could pick anything.
4: You know one of my all-time favorite shows and um and I've I've said this for so long um one of my all-time favorite shows is Battlestar Galactica on Sci-Fi Channel. Okay.
2: <laughs> and um,
1: you know
4: to be honest with you I I would love to just be on a sci-fi series. You know, something like this or uh, Battlestar Galactica human. or Being Humans, anything yeah. like that. I I, I, li- I love that stuff and it's so it's so in right now, sci fi. Mm-hmm. It used to be kind of like, yeah, you're kind of weird if you're into Star Wars, but now it's it's basically taking over and I you agree. see it yeah. career wise for an actor, you know, you can work on something that's sci fi related and you can parlay that that fan base into any number of roles on any number of programs conventions, appearances, you know, you can build a whole secondary career just by having notoriety in, in, in the sci-fi world, so mm-hmm. um, I just think that it has the most amazing writing, and it's the most fun with, like, futuristic guns and killing aliens, and it's just, for me, that's fun. <laughs> Something like a sci-fi western would be, like, my ultimate, like Defiance or something that's on Sci-Fi Channel right now. That'd be my ultimate. Not like
1: Cowboys right vs. Aliens? <laughs>
4: I didn't see that movie, but uh, honestly, I'd take that. Whatever.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wild oh, Wild West. With oh, Will Wild Smith. Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah.
5: Oh, yeah. Um, for your character, how much leeway did you get in portraying your character? Like, could you go up to the director and say, "Hey, I can do. Uh, would it be better if I did it this way or that mm-hmm. way?" How much?
4: Yeah, the director, Mylan. Um, he's a great. He's a great guy, and he's an actor's director. He used to be an actor, so oh. it's always a pleasure to work with directors who have the acting background. But you know, backing up a little bit, when I was auditioning for the role. Um, I only had scenes that were basically in the Gerhardt character. I had no idea I was going to be the monster. It was all very tight-lipped, and um, I didn't know until I was getting there what it was going to be. So um, it was kind of a shock to to me, but, you know, you can kind of put two and two together and figure someone's going to get on that table and someone's going to get back up. So I figured that guy was going to be me. Um, But the director was great. You know, he didn't want to make it a, a... a parody. He didn't want to make it jokey. He didn't want me kind of lumbering around (laughs) like a big, stiff, goofy you know, weird guy. So um, it was good to work with him because he wanted it as real and natural as possible. So and I think it came off.
1: Yeah, you that did went. a fantastic job. Oh, thank, yeah. You. Yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks nice for having me. Um, back anytime. Yeah. <laughs> so let's get into our news and gossip for the night.
0: <laughs> Ooh. After Buzz, TV
2: News. Okay. So the whole cast was tweeting over the past couple days um, and they were doing this whole joke about a bowl of soup. I don't know what it was about, (laughs) but it was some of the funniest tweets that I was reading. Like, my whole newsfeed was just all about, like, no, sir, you are a bowl of soup. And no, you're a can of soup. And it was, (laughs) was like, the weirdest conversation. But they really interact well, and you can tell that they all are friends and are, you know, having so much fun up there in Vancouver. And um, the guy who Michael... Raymond James, who plays Neil Cassidy, was actually in on it, too. So that means he's up there on set right now. So we will be seeing him again soon. And then um, some spoilers about the next episode that's coming on. Spoiler alert! (laughs) Okay, so if you watched the preview, you saw that Jorge Garcia is back as the giant. Yes. They also have cast um, Abraham Ben Ruby. I think I'm butchering that last name. Um, He was on ER. I, I, I did it wrong, didn't I?
4: Parker Lewis can't lose. Yes. If anybody grew up with that show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm dating myself ER. right now. Because
5: yeah. um, <laughs> I, like, I watched <laughs> ER
2: avidly. I think he was one of like the janitors or something. Oh, okay. Or no, he was the male nurse. The <laughs> big tall guy. Oh, yeah. Like, Man, yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. Um, so he's going to be in the episode too. He's going to be playing another giant. So oh. there's going to be two giants oh, in we this they were all tiny dead. episode. He's gonna be another. Giant. I don't Maybe know if it's gonna be a flashback. That. Yeah, yeah. It's flashback. because they also cast Cassidy Freeman. She's from Small yes! Smallville, <laughs> and she was on Vampire <laughs> yes. Diaries as Sage. She was cast as Jack. So there's a little bit of Love a twist, twist there, oh, where wow. they made Ca- Jack a girl. I tomboy guess? Jack, huh? Yeah, that's so. awesome because Cassidy Freeman. She she can mm. yeah, yeah she's she gonna can be great. play a biatch yeah Yeah, she's She's gonna be amazing in that and so I'm so so happy about that and then just the last thing was um, Lana Priya was interviewed by the LA Times and there was this awesome article and in there she they asked her you know who would win a fight between Cora and Regina and she said that she thinks that they're both like equally as powerful but that maybe Regina would win because if you remember when she pushes her mom through the looking glass she doesn't actually touch her it was just kinda like her force of mm-hmm. like her willing it to do it. Like she never laid her hand on it and she said that and I was like, Oh my gosh, I never realized that she doesn't actually touch her mom to push her through, so maybe she is slightly more powerful than yeah. Mama Cora. But Cora can like
5: Freeze people to, well, not necessarily freeze, yeah. but can stop them and like choke them.
2: Maybe Rumple yeah. talking like different things. Well, Cora's also mm-hmm. more evil,
3: so yeah.
2: well, I think like Regina she is. has more humanity yeah. within her right now. Yeah. So we'll see, yeah, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, we'll see how that pans out, but you know, she just says that she thinks it would be a very even and fair fight if they did get into a confrontation. So maybe we'll see, because she also did say on Twitter the other day that episode 16, which is the Miller's Daughter episode, is going to be killer.
1: Oh, oh. Killer, killer, like,
2: killer, and
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so Uh-oh. who knows what's gonna happen? And that's your news and gossip for this week. I guess we'll
1: find out. Thank you so much, Tiana. You're welcome. Love Love it. Fun. So, predictions <laughs> creepy music. And
0: now, your After Buzz TV <laughs> predictions.
1: Okay. What like, do you Marissa think? Marissa has something. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I think, all right, we see Hook and Emma. I mean, not Hook, sorry. Um, Rumpel and Emma, they're out somewhere outside of Storybrooke. I think they're going to encounter more magical people or s- people from
2: a different story, like s- mm. realm, different world. What
1: about Neil? Where's Neil? I don't
2: Will know.
3: Will they
1: see him?
2: I think it's gonna be fun seeing Rumple when he was going through that airport like security checkpoint in the preview. <laughs> that looked funny. It was surreal. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be fun to see him out in the world and mm-hmm. like Emma kind of being his guide there because you know he has to listen to her because she knows how the outside world works. I kind
3: I kind of feel like if if one of the storybook characters were to go into the real world, Rumple will probably be the best one to do it because
2: yeah. he's so smart.
1: Yeah, can he use his magic outside in the real world? He better not.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like he'll get angry, like it, when he's walking through New York, a taxi like <laughs> almost hits him. Yeah, or something. He <laughs> like flips it with his hand or something. Like, yeah, he's gonna mm-hmm. freak out. Be on the news. Yeah. Ho-
3: hopefully soon, uh, we'll find out what's in that box. I mean, that's my prediction because we the box was exposed when they were in the real world, so mm-hmm. maybe it'll pop up again. Yeah, soon.
1: So people have been saying that Neil isn't Bay, but if if Bay is in New York. And Neil, we know that's his apartment in New York. I don't know. Maybe. Either either they're twist. the same person or they're besties or something. Or, yeah, like <laughs> Neil the knows hiding out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think there's there's more to that story. But we will find out I'm, in three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Not yeah. Three yeah. weeks.
2: And I think that it's going to be who yeah, that... <laughs> And I liked how they left open Dr. Will's story and Gerhardt's story too for Chad. So it's kind of open ended, where like he could end up coming back. Like, do you know? Yeah, that? You could come
1: I
4: have back. no idea. I, I mean- would be the last to know, probably.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you have to sign a thing saying that if they need your character again, you you automatically go back?
4: Um, uh, it's it's uh, unless they lock you into a series regular role, it's basically. Up to actors' availability. Mm. So if I'm doing something else, then they're just gonna have to wait for their Frankenstein.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but Frankenstein's alive.
3: <clears throat> so. Yeah, you you never know. up. But so, I want to predict
2: that we'll see more of that. Yes. Because I want to know what else is going on.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm gonna predict that uh, Regina is gonna have a really hard time coming up with Cora, yeah. and hopefully, I kind of would be interesting now. The more I think of it, that kiss means that Rumple is. Her yeah. Well,
1: if father. I mean, if Emma's gone, then then Regina has her place to step right in and help Henry out and be the the motherly figure that he needs. Hopefully, not in a conniving way. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yep. Three weeks from now. Three weeks. So if people want to continue the conversation and uh, talk more about this, or find Chad on Twitter, where can they find you?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter, uh, CCollins32, and uh, Facebook. I've got a fan page up there and whatnot. And you can find trailers the Company of Heroes and all sorts of other good stuff and, and updates on what's going on with my acting career and fun pictures and goofy stuff.
1: Oh, well, cool. Make sure to follow.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at TweetT22. You can follow
5: me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV.
3: You can find me on Twitter at K A O R I O U S and on sprecast.com with my white on rice show.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Katherine Kelly. You can find all of us on Twitter at AfterBuzz TV. So make sure to follow, continue the conversation because we have three weeks until our next episode, February 10th. Again, Make sure to tune in. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thank to you head. so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> it was
0: fun.